0: Greetings and welcome to the daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Jason Smith alongside
1: Adam Rank, Michael Fabiano, Akbar Amila, and Molly Karam. We're going to get you set for Thursday Night Football. Tell you the guys you have to start tonight and guys you have to sit when the Jets take on the Patriots. We're also going to open our nightclub, the Fantasy Starters Club. See what players are going to try to talk their way in behind the velvet rope. And if you missed out on some of the big players you wanted in free agency, there's some guys likely left on your waiver wire right now. You can go pick up. We'll tell you who those guys are throughout the course of the show. Q, take it away. Our very first Thursday night football game of the season kicks off in just a few hours right here on NFL Network, and we have everything you need to set your rosters before kickoff. Jason Smith here joined by Adam Rank and our top fantasy storylines to watch for tonight. Well, who's going to catch passes for the Patriots with Amendola, Sudfeld ruled out? Will the Jets continue to rely on Kellen Winslow in the passing game? And is Geno Smith ready to take the next step to be a relevant fantasy quarterback. All major storylines we're tracking today. Now let's get to the latest injury report with just a few hours left until kickoff, and I'm glad we have a few hours because it's a pretty big injury report. Of course, the big news coming late last night, Mark Sanchez likely out for the season due to that shoulder injury. Right now, according to our own Ian Rappaport and Albert Breer, he's going to push surgery off for a bit, try to rehab. But this is Geno Smith's job, and we'll get to him in a second. But even though Sanchez is out, Adam you take a look at Stephen Ridley, Sudfeld, Dobson, Amendola, Gronkowski, Vereen, You know, all these
2: guys, most of these guys are out. You're playing the slot tonight for New England. Well, don't sell myself short. I was pretty good. You know, there's a lot uh, that was said in the preseason about all the targets that Tom Brady was missing from last year to this year. Well, just week to week, 22 of his 52 targets from last week are not playing tonight.
1: All right, so who passes the Thursday night test? Who are these players that you have to make a decision on? Obviously, you're playing Tom Brady in this game. You're playing Stephen Ridley in this game with no Shane Vereen. But what other players can you put in your starting lineup? The first guy we're going to talk about is Julian Edelman, who looked to be very comfortable in the offense last week. Frank,
2: can you play him tonight? He looked good and probably any other circumstance what a Thursday night I would play him, but I am going to sit Julian Edelman. Everybody's chasing the fantasy points. They're looking at two touchdowns last week against the Buffalo Bills, but realize those points don't count this week. He's going up against the Jets, who have Antonio Camardi. And because Julian Edelman is the only known offensive weapon for the Patriots. Who do you think the Jets are going to key on? Who do you think the Jets are going to try to shut down? They'll let Kimbrell Tompkins beat him. They're not going to let Julian Edelman beat him.
1: See, I wish we could carry fantasy points over. That would be pretty cool. That would cool. be awesome. How about Kimbrell Tompkins? He had 14 targets in week one. Didn't result in a lot of catches, but still right. he saw the
2: attention. He's a, he, he's a nice option going forward, but again, on Thursday night, you want to go with tried and true players. You don't want to be rolling the dice unless you're in a severe handicap to where you have to play somebody like Tompkins. I'm looking at other spots on the waiver wire. I'd rather play Kenny Stills from New Orleans. I would rather play Harry Douglas if he can go. But there's other options out there. I don't want to risk it with a rookie who last week proved that he couldn't do
1: it. So, not many options with the Patriots outside of Brady and Ridley. How about the New York Jets? We thought Chris Ivory was going to be a breakout running back. Bilal Powell could be a bye week replacement. I don't know you can play either. Of the, if Freeman McNeil was starting for the Maybe. Jets, I
2: might be able to play him. You might. I don't know that you can trust either one of these Jets running backs. And I don't want to give up on Chris Ivory just yet. There's going to be an opportunity for him later in the season to come out and be that number one running back that we all expected him to be. It's not going to be Thursday night against the Patriots. Do not play him. Do not expect it. It's too much risk. I understand we have a, a lull in running back production but you can't risk it this 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 early. Don't risk it. All right, well, speaking
1: of risk, Kellen Winslow, who misses one practice a week so he can get better, he's the Jets' best fantasy player, especially when you look about what he did in week one. Had a pretty nice week. Can
2: you trust him on Thursday night? You can't trust him. I would not start Kellen Winslow. And one of the big reasons why is look at all the tight end production we got in week one. Guys like Jared Cook and Jordan Cameron. There were a bunch of guys who seemingly came out of nowhere, unless you were watching NFL Fantasy Live during the preseason. But there were guys out there that you can go and pick up. Don't risk Kellen Winslow on a Thursday night. I'm afraid he can't. I don't want to play around with that. Leave him on your bench. All
1: right, so that, and according to Reich's big smile, is who passes our big Thursday night test. For a look at tonight's weather and how it might affect the Jets and the Patriots, we say hello to NFL Fantasy Live meteorologist Jim Kosick from ABC4 in Salt Lake City. Please take one step back from your television. Mr. Kosick, how are you? <laughs>
3: Or at least adjust the volume down. (laughs) Jason, it is a pleasure to be back after a little bit of a hiatus last year. But, hey, we're all having fun, right? Even when you do laundry outside. Now, you may be saying, what is going on? But, you know, when you do laundry every two, three months, it piles up on the floor. you got to scoop that up in your arms. And when you do so, what happens to the laundry? It starts to bubble up. Same setup in the atmosphere. As the winds converge on our Toronto-Canada coal front, the air is forced up. That creates a thunderstorms and kabbalooey in Foxborough. Now, these showers and thunderstorms are running out in advance of the main coal front. But, hey, listen up. You got to dress for that wet weather in Foxborough, Mass. I got to get my New England accent going on here because the Jets are in town taking on the Patriots. That stinks. I'll just go back (laughs) to my normal voice because listen up, guys. We are talking about problems. Uh, Rule number one, it's a bad hair setup, and that's going to come back and haunt us as winds are sustained 18 out of the south-southwest, gusting over 30 miles an hour on occasion, let alone the shower, occasional thunderstorm. So only half the time if you're headed toward the north end zone, is the wind at your back. The other half of the game, it's flying smack into your schnoz. You can't kick into that stuff right there. So you don't pull on Superman's cape, and you don't spit or kick into the wind. Now, I'm just saying, if I have Gaskowski or Falk on my team, awesome kickers, but I want a kicker who could get me fantasy points all game long, not kicking into the wind for half the game, guys. And that's going to screw these guys head into that south end zone as we roll on in through this evening's games. Jason?
1: Mr. Kozlik, appreciate it. We'll talk tomorrow. I'll get a big jump on the weather for the weekend. All right. Now let's take a look at our projections for Thursday Night Football. I thought we'd get some laundry stuff on here, but apparently we're <laughs> done with the laundry advice. Here's how Adam and I are projecting things for the Jets. Pretty much in lockstep here. You have a bigger day
2: for Kellen Winslow uh, projected than I do, but still,
1: there's so many tight end options out there.
2: I can see it. I do. I can see it because who else is going to get it? But, again, you're you're risking it on a Thursday night. So, I, I don't, just go with somebody else. How can
1: right. I do it? Here's where we are for the New England Patriots. Kind of close. We have a, you have a bigger day than I do for Stephen Ridley. Bigger day than Julian Edelman. Although overall, though, kind of a pedestrian day for Tom Brady. And, and here's the thing, Adam. You know, we look at Tom Brady. Had a pretty good week, week one. Here he is week two. Both you and I are projecting low fantasy points for him. Is this just tonight, or is this? are you looking at a lower season for him?
2: We are worried about it going into the season. I think he's going to be able to handle himself once we start getting a little bit later in, into the year. But for this week, I don't like it. I have a keeper league where I have him, and I have Andrew Luck. I went with Andrew Luck. In my league of record where I also have Tom Brady, I was looking to pick up Matt job on the waiver wire, but couldn't find him, so I'm going to have to go with him. Yeah, I feel bad for you, Andrew Luck and Tom Brady. That's a tough men. one, I know.
1: Hey, Geno Smith, we know he's got the job now for the rest of the season, and right. people who wanted to maybe pick him up as a two, now it's clear to do that. Does he have value enough for you to pick him up as a two?
2: There were so many great quarterbacks in week one, you don't have to risk it on Geno Smith. So do not play him. There's other guys week to week. You can go with Matt Schaub, who I just mentioned, Joe Flacco, Eli. I mean, there's all these guys out
1: there. Yeah, you can monitor Geno Smith for a while. If he continues to make plays with his legs, 47 yards rushing in game one, maybe someone to pick up. But monitor him. Don't dump your back up just quite yet. Some more news from around the league to catch you up on. Roddy White and his injury update. We'll get to that in a second, but first, Julio Jones mispracticed Wednesday with a knee injury, joining Roddy White on the injury report. Update on Roddy White. Atlanta Journal-Constitution beat writer D. Orlando Ledbetter reported White seemed to be walking fine through the locker room near the end of the media
2: period on the way to a position meeting. Now, he tweeted last week, look, if I don't practice all week, don't blame me. How do you proceed with Roddy White? Make sure that you have good options on your bench, and Harry Douglas is a guy who's available on a lot of waiver wires. Just have him as a backup. If Roddy White isn't practicing, As these practice reports come out during the week, just look at Roddy White. Listen to him. He's the one telling us if he doesn't practice, don't play him. So have Harry Douglas there. Kenny Stills is another guy I really like, especially going up against Tampa Bay this week. You know that Drew Brees is going to take his shots. They scored, a, they scored close to 80 points against the Buccaneers in two games last year. So I like Kenny Stills.
1: All right, Larry Fitzgerald limited in practice with a hamstring injury. Uh, one
2: to ten, level of concern for Fitzgerald. Little concern for Larry Fitzgerald. It's, he's a veteran. They're going to give him a little bit of time to get right. It's going to be fine. I love Larry Fitzgerald. All
1: right, there we go. No reason to back off right now. Coming up, see which players we'd pick up off the waiver wire and play right away in week two. And what stats to expect from the best of your league's free agents. Plus, our complete preview of the week's games is up next. Find out which storylines you need to have your eye on as NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. If you woke up this morning with a loss you weren't expecting, Michael Fabian, a change from the official score at League HQ is probably to blame. A Matthew Stafford sack in the fourth quarter was changed to a negative five yards rush. Stafford loses half a fantasy point from his week one fantasy score. In addition, that lost sack subtracts two points from the Vikings' defense. One more interesting piece of scoring news. Believe it or not, 19% of teams that started Peyton Manning lost their fantasy matchup in week one. Guys, that's tough to come back from. You have Do a 47-point lead at least on because Thursday night and you lose. I don't know how you lose that. You're I mean,
2: probably uh, running your mouth on Friday as well. Right, and, didn't even, like, what, and didn't
0: even
4: bother to even look at the bottom half of your <laughs> – like, who's my kicker, who's up. my defense? You didn't bother. You <laughs> just In the split.
5: Celebrity League, Jerry O'Connell had Peyton Manning, and we give six points for passing touchdowns. Jerry Ferrer, who's on the show with us tomorrow. Killed him in that matchup. Beat him pretty good. Oof!
1: wow. Frank Reich, probably the owner of a lot of those teams. Week two is officially underway, and we've got our finger on the pulse of the NFL. There's a lot of storylines we're keeping our eye on here because it could have huge fantasy implications. Akbar, what are you watching?
4: Well, I'm watching for the Manning brothers. I mean, I think that these guys going up against each other are going to put up the same type of production they had. We already know Peyton Manning, what Peyton Manning's going to do. But Eli Manning has a great opportunity going up against this Bronco defense that gave up 355 passing yards, you know, fumbling. And, you know, they, they they went through all of that. I think now e- Eli
2: Manning has the, the ability with Hakeem Nicks and Victor Cruz to ball out, and even Ruben Randall is starting to step up too. A lot of options for Eli Manning, but still, when you look at all the great quarterbacks there are right now in in the NFL, I'm not sure that you can put Eli into your lineup. Well, man,
4: I- I just, you know, you know you look at his numbers in comparison to uh, Peyton Manning, his brother. They had the same amount of throws, 42, right. you know, passes, right. you know, completed 27. They're 63%. They threw four, you know, multiple touchdowns. I multiple. Mean, I, yeah, I don't fall that short. Yeah, 450 seven. yards. Four, <laughs> for seven. 450 yards. I mean, I think that he has the ability to produce against this defense. That's a P, that was a PR move. Both of them multiple touchdowns. He and, threw and, for and, seven. He, and, and, and here's another thing. Signing Brandon Jacobs means that they're going to use him in that pass protection because that's how they utilize Brandon Jacobs, using that big body because we know that the younger guys have struggled with it. All right. A lot Ga- of
1: throws. Gary Kubiak in Houston has said that Arian Foster will split time with Ben Tate. Do we really, really believe
5: that? That's what I want to see. That's the most important thing from a fantasy perspective, in my opinion, partially because I have Aaron Foster on one of my fantasy teams. But this could last maybe a week or two. But I still firmly believe that once Arian Foster has his football legs under him, he will be more of a featured back than Ben Tate. Now, remember, a few years ago, Ben Tate rushed for almost 1,000 yards. And, oh, by the way, Arian Foster was still a top five fantasy running back there's a lot of carries to go around in this offense i am not worried about arian foster yet but i am not expecting him to carry a full load for at least another week or two yeah Feel or I'm, I'm gonna
4: put i'm gonna put the three week span on it, it usually takes guys between three to four weeks to get back in football shape and of course that is because he didn't play during the preseason so he's got to get his football legs underneath him
2: and gary kubiak studied Shanahanigans. hannigan's oh, did mean, he the really? master himself and he was the offensive coordinator <laughs> he's got a in PhD, Denver. huh? yes now, Rank, you're keeping an eye on Michael Vick. Love Michael Vick. Akbar's been talking about him. We've been talking about this Eagles offense going back into the preseason. Want to see that if Michael Vick can keep up this pace. And to be honest, until I see that he can't, until he comes out, I'm not concerned about it. because he what I'm about. He was so fantastic. Why would you give up on this guy? You see, you're talking about Eli Manning. Michael Vick is somebody who has shown in the past that he can carry fantasy teams to championships, and now it seems like he has the perfect marriage with Chip Kelly in this offense. So if you were fortunate enough to pick up Michael Vick, I would start him ahead of guys like Tony Romo. I would start him Absolutely. ahead of Manning, Cam Newton even, who last week you were talking about, we might have poked fun at you. But I I admit, Akbar, you were right. You were spot on with Michael Vick. I'm going to watch this.
1: He's a great start. All right, well, things are good in Philadelphia, things not so good in Pittsburgh. i got to see if the Steelers are really this bad. They looked horrendous week one. They couldn't put any points on the board. They couldn't run the football. Ben Roethlisberger got sacked repeatedly. Of course, Morky's pouncey's injury had a lot to do with that. Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders both had targets, but they both gave you less than 70 yards receiving. This could be the point. They put up another egg Monday night against the Cincinnati Bengals fans, and suddenly you could be playing more Jets than you
5: are playing Pittsburgh well, Steelers. Well, let's not get crazy here, <laughs> Smith. But the fact of the matter is that Ben Roethlisberger, number one, if you look at his recent history against the Bengals, it is not good whatsoever from a statistical standpoint. There's no running backs in Pittsburgh you can trust. Really, the only guy right now is Antonio Brown as a two or a three. Maybe you slide into Manuel Sanders as a three or uh, a guy that you use on a bye week for a PPR league, but. There's not a lot of guys to trust there right
2: now. And ben T- Roethlisberger T- seemed to be able to play well behind bad offensive lines in the past. He's a gamer. Not, not sure gamer. he can do it now, though. Yeah, and there's so many other great options you have
1: at quarterback. You want to move on from Roethlisberger and we're moving on to guys who we think can bounce back. Maybe the Steelers, Akbar, maybe Cam Newton can bounce back. Yeah, that
4: 12.8 performance, point performance against the Seahawks was, it was atrocious. Yeah, it was really, really bad, but when I look at Cam Newton, I really think he's going to step out because he's going against this Buffalo Bills defense that really struggled, Uh, but you know, against, not struggled, I want to say they're going to struggle against Cam Newton because Cam Newton has the ability to run against this defense and when Cam Newton against his, the Seahawks, he was very afraid to throw the deep balls, of course, because he was going up against the Legion of Boom, but that's secondary. But I think now he opens it up against this secondary against the Buffalo Bills because he's also a threat to run and throw the deep ball, but he's got to get it past 30 yards.
5: Fabs, how many tweets have you gotten about, do I play Marshawn Lynch this week? Hundreds. People are so freaked out about him because he had a bad game last week against the Panthers. But listen, people, come off the ledge. He's playing the Niners this week. Oh, wait, the Niners have a great run defense. Absolutely. But in his last three games against the Niners, all over 100 yards rushing. He'll be fired up for this game. It's in front of the home crowd. And probably the stadium that has the biggest home field advantage in the National Football League. Start
2: Marshawn Lynch, guys. Lamar Miller, Adam Rank. Everybody started him week one. People are panicked right now. I am continuing to start Lamar Miller in my flex spot. He has a great matchup this week against the Indianapolis Colts, who allowed the fifth most points to fantasy running backs last year. And even if you go back to last week, they gave up a ton of yards to the Oakland Raiders, of course. Some of those went to Terrell Pryor. But if you look at the game that Darren McFadden had, Lamar Miller can come out and have a similar type game. I am not going to be too concerned about not playing well against the Cleveland Browns. That defense led by Ray Horton is real good. If he doesn't do it against the Colts, then I can be
1: concerned. All right, watch out for David Wilson, too. Everything at stake for him this week could be a big bounce-back week for him. Coming up, who's got the better lineup? We're comparing and contrasting to help you pick out the players that could be worth making a trade for. And coming off of Monster Week 1, Rams tight end Jared Cook will join us live. See if he thinks a repeat performance is on the docket against the Falcons. NFL Fantasy
2: Live will be back right after this. Welcome to the Starters Club, the exclusive fantasy nightlife destination. All the hottest pickups are on the waiver wire right now and trying to make their way in. But are they Starter Club material? That's up to Akbar and I. Let's see who's up. IDs ready, please. What's up, guys?
5: I'm Terrell Pryor, Who? quarterback of the Oakland Raiders. Hey, he's not on the list.
4: We have we have You're two not many on starters. The list, in here. Bro.
5: Listen, guys. Last week. I had the franchise record for rushing yards by a quarterback in a single game. I put up almost 20 fantasy points. And if you let me into this club this week, I'll put up at least 230 yards passing. And I'll give you a passing touchdown as well. How about that? Who are you playing, bro? Playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. That defense ain't any good.
2: Yeah, he's playing the Jags, that's a pretty good matchup. No, I
4: can't trust this dude. This guy's going to throw at least five interceptions yeah but he's what, undisciplined okay, wait
2: what if he what if he throws in a rushing touchdown?
4: Uh, that's not good enough we, one? we got one we got we got some primetime starters in here
2: Hold on bro you got a rushing touchdown for us you know
5: I got a rushing touchdown and I got six or seven yards rushing on top of that
2: Where do you play for Oakland Raiders so, didn't you Raider? play for the Raiders Come on man all right that's what I'm talking about. All right, who's next? Right. IDs out, please.
1: This is me. It's me, Mr. 253, Brian Hartline. I, I, got, the, I got the 253. I had that big game last year. You remember? Do you even it's, know who this guy is. This guy's look, a clown. I never look, heard dude, of you. Look, I had the most targets in the NFL last week. I'm up there with names like Andre Johnson and Calvin Johnson. I had over 17 fantasy points. And I know how to follow things up, too. See, I'm a commodity. I'm not like Terrell. Pryor he shows up one week. I've done it before, all right? And I, I know how to follow up big games, right? You saw what I did. After 253 last year, I will follow up this week with five catches and 65 yards. Say, man, you don't have are enough you, points to buy you, a table in here. Are you still talking,
4: bro? What? I can't get in? What are you doing this week? You can't, who do you got? We got Who's, the Colts hey, man, get, this hey, week. Hey, get out of here. You need enough I, points. Hey, you got some points to buy a bottle in here?
2: Dude, you're holding up uh, the line for everybody else. Man, what kind of bouncer has pink shoelaces?
4: <sighs> Next.
6: Hello, gentlemen. I'm from the city of brotherly love. The Chargers are coming to town and I play in the best offense, most exciting to watch in the NFL. And I will give you 100 receiving yards on top of that.
4: 100, yeah, he, 100 for them? Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's on Chip Kelly's list. Yeah, oh, you're sorry. good. Everybody? Okay. Yeah, oh. you're good.
2: Oh yeah, anybody, any friend of Chip Kelly's, a friend of ours. Good people. Hey, I'll nice. throw
6: in a touchdown too for that. Thanks. Thank hey, nice you. game
2: last week. Enjoy the bar. Who's next? Hustle people. Don't have all day. Baltimore Ravens wide receiver Marlon Bryant, how are you? Who? Who are you? I play
5: for the Ravens. Never heard of you. I never heard him. Listen, of you. I'm, I'm the starting ty- I'm the starting wide receiver for the Ravens. You don't even now. know what position Jacoby you play. Jacoby Jones is out. Okay.
4: You, I'm sorry. You're Listen, friends with Jacoby
5: Jones? No, Jacoby Jones is now out, man. I'm going to be Where's, starting for Jacoby where Jones. Where is Jacoby? Is Jacoby here? Hey, do Listen, me a favor. I'll, I'll hey, give me, me I'll you I'll 80 yards. And, and come How about
4: 81? Come back in four hours and let me see what I got for you. Come back, you in, four come on, what you, come back in four hours. Who are you playing? Come on, man. Come back in four hours. Let me see what I have for you.
5: Joe
2: Hayden's going to be here. Get out of here, man. You're holding up
4: the line. You're holding up the line.
2: No good. It's because I got hair. isn't it? Thanks. Ah, no. Keep
4: rolling.
1: Joik is in the house. It's the joint. What up? It's jo- It's jo- All right. It's going to be like that. Look, I had a huge week last week. 92 yards from scrimmage, two touchdowns. You like how I controlled the instant replay thing to get Reggie Bush down at the one so I could vulture that touchdown? I can do that every week. I'm, I make moves. What do you guys need? Can I help you guys out with
4: something? Hey, this Are you guy still is, talking? This guy's a joke, is man. Hey, we got a comedy club down the street, isn't, man. Try that out.
2: Isn't Reggie Bush... All right, how many yards and touchdowns? Look, I will give you this week three touchdowns and three yards rushing. You're not giving that's anybody gotta... three touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, well, not even this entire season. You got Reggie Bush We're talking Byron. about this week, no. bro. Yeah, but th- that's me. Talk I'm, about this week. I'm the joik. How many, times, how many times you run the ball last week? How many Look, times? That doesn't matter. How many times, it sir? It doesn't matter. How many I, it, times, it, sir? Like that's a... How many times? Beat it. Beat it. Wow. Beat it. You can't do this to the joik. Beat it. The You're joik a... will be back. You're a joik. You watch. Get out of here.
6: God, clowns everywhere, guys. What's up?
4: It's
2: terrible. Hey,
4: Mr. Cecil. Shorts.
6: Oh, Cecil Shorts. Oh, hey,
2: so we've, got, we've got VIP. Oh,
6: thank you, VIP. thank you. Did you put the bottles on ice? Yes, you're in the stop. back. Stop. Thank you, thank, thank you. Thank Shorts. All right, stop we'll it. it. I'm with her.
2: I'm, stop, I'm just, you're, with with, I'm, man. you're with nobody. You're with nobody. doesn't forget. All right, that was the Fantasy Nightclub. Coming up next, St. Louis tight end Jared Cook sits down with us live in just a few minutes. Stick around. Pass, drills it,
3: and it's caught by Jared Cook.
4: the touchdown. Sam Bradford confidence in his new tight end, Jared Cook, has caught. Great catch that time by Jared Cook.
1: Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, the biggest week from a tight end in the National Football League week one. Joins us right now, Jared Cook, as you saw his two touchdowns. And Jared, how many people said to you the last couple of days, two but should have been three?
7: <laughs> well, I've been hearing it every day. <laughs> but they're right, it should have been three. All
1: right, what kind of part of the game plan were you going in?
7: Um, I mean, I mean normal. About 20, I guess, 20%. But just the way it still happens, the way the game turned out, it just I just kept getting more and more involved.
1: Well, what's the difference between how you used in Tennessee and how the Rams were already using you in St. Louis?
7: Well, it's just a different type of offense. And Tennessee was more of a run first. And here we got Coach Schottenheimer, and he likes to open it up a little bit more, but we still have great backs. So it's a little bit more of a mix-up but we're, we're such an explosive offense here that how could you not take advantage of the speed that we have all around the field?
1: Hey, you mentioned throwing it more. Sam Bradford threw it 38 times in week one. Is that a trend 38, 40 times going to continue?
7: Uh, I sure do hope so. <laughs> Hopefully even more. And
1: <laughs> hey, You talked about some of the backs that are coming back. Isaiah Peed returns. What kind of role is he going to have being integrated back into things?
7: Uh, it's going to be huge. We, uh, we missed him week one, but uh, for him to come back... It's going to give it kind of a mix-up in the running game between him and Daryl Richardson. Uh, we got a, a speed runner and then more of a heavy runner with with more speed. So it's going to be a good mix-up. We need them back.
1: In the passing game, you've broken out as you saw seven catches, 141 yards, and those two touchdowns. Somebody else you think is going to break out on the team, wide receiver-wise?
7: Um, everybody has the ability. Tavon Austin has come in with a strong attitude. Um, Chris Givens is is another guy that I think is going to be huge this year, and as well as uh, Austin Pettis and our other tight end, Lance Kendrick, as well. I mean, we just have talent, and it's young talent as well across the board, so guys are still learning and getting better as the weeks go on.
1: Yeah, I look forward to talking to Tavon Austin. He'll be on the show with us on Tuesday. And One of the things you said when you signed with a team, you were excited about the defense. Tell us something you've seen now that you've been there a few months that not many people know about the defensive side of things.
7: Um, The the defense, they play fast. It's the fastest defense that I've ever played against um, in practice or in the games, and they flow well to the ball. Uh, We led the league in sacks last year, and hopefully this year they keep it up because being part of a good defense only allows you to have – more touches as an offense, is what, which is what we need.
1: You're getting ready for a big showdown against the Falcons. Plenty of people are projecting a track meet, of 45-44 game. What kind of game do you expect to have personally?
7: Uh, it's going to be a tough physical game from the jump. and uh, I really don't make predict- predictions on my personal game uh, because it's a team sport. And as long as you go out and, and do the things that you can can control, the things that you can control and and be the head of your assignments, you should be all right.
1: Jared Cook, the big star at the tight end position week one of the NFL. Best of luck on Sunday. We'll talk to you down the road. Thank you for having me. All right, from tight ends to the guys throwing them the football, let's say hi to Molly Karam for more on some quarterbacks.
6: Thank you, Jason. Each week, NFL.com's Greg Rosenthal publishes his QB Index, a power ranking of each starting quarterback in the NFL. You can check that out at NFL.com slash QB Index. But we thought we'd put our fantasy spin on things with our fantasy QB Index. Fab, let's take a look at your top 12 here.
5: Let's do it. And, of course, there's going to be some familiar names up there. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, no-brainers. Cam Newton, I expect him to bounce back and have a very good game this week against the Buffalo Bills.
6: All right, let's keep going and look at the uh, next 7 through 12 here.
5: Yeah, Robert Griffin III, I liked him last week. He had a good game from a fantasy perspective. And let's go with Terrell Pryor here. How about Terrell Pryor at number 10? A lot of people may think I'm crazy, but they thought I was crazy last week, and you were included on that list. I know, I was on that list. Terrell Pryor last week set the franchise record for rushing yards by a quarterback in a single game. And this is a kid who's got a great matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars in front of the home crowd. He brings a lot of excitement. And better yet, for fantasy owners, he brings rushing yards Fabs. and rushing touchdowns. Who are you starting them over?
6: It, is this because they're facing the Jags?
5: It's two-point. They're facing the Jags. If he wasn't facing the Niners, he's not going to be that high. But... Listen, he runs successfully with the football. And if we've seen anything... Where is Eli, Eli C- Manning on your that list. Running quarterbacks are successful. Eli Manning is a low-end one for me. He really is. In the Manning Bowl against the Denver Broncos, a much better defense than the Dallas Cowboys. And the Cowboys and Giants, they always play in shootouts, Akbar. I think this is going to be a much tougher game for Eli Manning. You know, see, I think that when I look at your list, you
4: have Matt Ryan, RG3. I think you put in... Eli Manning at that number eight spot. You slide RG3 down. Then, you, of course, you've got to have Michael Vig up there. I think you got him at nine. I think you put him at that seven spot. But Eli Manning not making the top 12.
5: Did he suddenly become an elite fantasy quarterback? Four, 450 points. He's going to give you more points. 450 points? Yeah, excuse me, 450 yards. <laughs> <laughs> 450 is it because of last week's performance? Prior. Is that why you dropped him? From, from, from Eli? No, Eli yeah. was great last week from a fantasy perspective, but so is Philip Rivers. He's not moving into my top ten. Wow. TP, you're high on him. I told you. literally.
6: And what about Matthew Stafford, a low-end one?
5: Yeah, he's a low-end one in that matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. That could turn into a shootout. The one thing that has me a little bit worried about Stafford and why he's not ranked higher is because he's been much better and much more consistent on his home field than he is on the road. This is the Cardinals' home opener. I still like Stafford as a low-end one. I don't like him to be a top-five quarterback this week. Last week he was phenomenal. You know, I'm still tripping the fact that you have, you know, Uh, Michael Vick down at the number nine spot. He's a starting quarterback in a ten-team league. What do you want? That's good.
4: Yeah, I I get it. But when you look at the the ability, and you saw how fast that offense came out, (laughs) you know he's going to get you your rush yards. You know he's going to get out there and bomb it because they have a lot of plays being ran. I just think they I like Vick this week. I know you do, do. but I'm just saying, give the man his prop. Give him at that number seven spot. No, no pun intended, but give him at that seven spot. Top ten is good enough for Vick.
6: And how about the fact that Chip Kelly says the offense is going to be even faster? That is going to be scares me and hard to (laughs) believe. bad for the Chargers. All right, great stuff from you guys. Still to come, which running back would you rather have in your flex, Darren McFadden or Ryan Matthews? Our experts will debate when we come back on NFL Fantasy Live. Hello, fantasy owners. Want to have your fantasy questions seen and answered by millions? And just check out Fantasy Genius right now on NFL.com. Ask the world who you should start, bench, add, or drop. You can also have your team rated by other fantasy players. Submit poll questions and much more. Just log on to NFL.com genius to get it started. Time now for Who's Got the Better Lineup, presented by Head & Shoulders. And we dug into our Fantasy Genius tool and found a user who asked other users to compare two very strong rosters, and now we're going to try our hand as well. Take a look at these two lineups here. We'll pull those up, and uh, guys, when I looked at this initially, yeah. I'm thinking, okay, Peyton Manning, better quarterback. But mm-hmm. look at on Team 2, some of those running backs and receivers. Let's get into this here. Got a strong okay. Yeah, let's start with the quarterback. Is this a no-brainer? Peyton Manning, seven touchdowns last week.
2: Peyton Manning is a really good quarterback. I would start him each and every week. One of the good things you have, when you have Peyton Manning going, you can pretty much count on a, a very good day from him. There's going to be little to no inconsistencies he's gonna throw he's gonna throw a couple of touchdowns here there he might not throw seven touchdowns each and every week but he is still gonna put up a lot of points I think as long as you go into any fantasy week with Peyton Manning you're feeling pretty good
4: yeah obviously it's a consensus that Peyton Manning is the better quarterback here but I don't think that you turn your nose up against a Cam Newton of course he gave you 12.8 points last week but I think this is where he pulls out the S on his chest and show up against this Bills uh, defense
2: not a bad start, yeah. but you gotta pick one yeah. guy. What about <laughs> Green Lantern?
4: No, no, I'm right. going. I'm go, I'm going with Peyton Manning. I'm just saying you can't okay. turn your nose up against Cam Newton.
6: That's fabulous. Props on that. I know you're a big fan of Chip Kelly's offense. Let's talk about those running backs. How about LaShawn McCoy against Ryan Matthews?
4: Well, you know, when I look at LaShawn <laughs> McCoy, I'm I'm looking at him and saying this offense fits his skill set because Chip Kelly's gonna spread these guys out. And especially against Chuck, excuse me, against John Pagano's defense, I know that you know these guys are gonna be coming after and have this fast pursuit, but these guys cannot keep up I don't think there's anybody in the NFL from a, a conditioning standpoint that can keep up with this offense so that means you're going to see a lot more mental errors you're going to see a lot more gaps and holes being opened up from LaShawn McCoy to gash defenses
2: like he did in week one and it can't be understated the Chargers are coming off a late Monday night game flying across the country and playing that 10 a.m. game, it's 10 a.m. out here on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, oh, that, that's, that's not that's fair. That's very simple. difficult
4: because players are uh, we're creatures of habits. And so all of a sudden you put us in a new element, that can be very hard and stressful. So you're talking about fatigue and out of your element.
6: And maybe not on your A game. Now how about Darren McFadden taking on the Jacks? He's against Ryan Matthews.
2: Really like Darren McFadden in the flex spot. We said this all during the preseason that when you're going to do your drafts, if you can get Darren McFadden in the flex spot, you should feel very good about it. He's healthy now. If you saw the game last week against the Colts, is very effective, got more than 12 points for you, and going up against the Jaguars is not, it's not as easy as a lot of people would think the Jaguars are somewhat tough against uh, running backs, but... As long as Darren McFadden is out on the field, you play him each and every week. And if you got him as a flex guy, he's a luxury.
4: And here's something else that popped up on film. The fact that they now have Terrell Pryor as their quarterback, you're not seeing them really rely on Darren McFadden as the go-to runner. Obviously, he's still going to run the ball, but they're going to start creating a lot of mismatches with the linebackers and in, uh, in the running back situation. And you saw that when McFadden went out there for that touchdown. He's going out there on these little wheel routes. I think you're going to see that matchup a lot. You're going to see him catching the ball and running the ball.
6: Let's move on to the receiver position. We have Reggie Wayne taking on Dwayne Bowe. I personally think this is kind of a tough one.
4: You know what actually this is not really a tough one. It's going to go <laughs> Thank to you Reggie for Wayne because it. think about Dwayne Bow. I mean, when you saw Alex Smith, he started to connect with guys like, you know, Donnie Avery and Hemingway. Those are the guys who were getting a lot of love, not Dwayne Bow. Whereas when you look at Reggie Wayne in this offense, he is the number one wide receiver. There's no fair dodging when it comes to that. So Andrew Luck is going to constantly go to them. The running game is predicated on what they can do in the passing game. In the passing game spells Reggie Wayne.
2: You're not wrong, but when you look at what the giant into that Cowboys defense last week, I kind of like Dwayne Bowe.
6: All right, let's take a look at this board, and uh, so there you have it by a score of five to four. Rankin Akbar preferred team two.
2: And- yeah, that Reggie Bush puts it over the top. Plus, he's got Calvin Johnson. I like Phil Dawson on this list. How about that? that? Don't. Hey, look, kickers are people, too. Love Phil Dawson.
6: They are. That Reggie he's Bush week one performance, I think, kicked it over the top. All right, that's who's got the better lineup presented by Head and Shoulders. Still to come, we're taking a look at some of the top trending questions on our Fantasy Genius Tool. Stick around. NFL Fantasy Live is back after this.
1: Wednesday is come and gone. That means your waiver claims from week one have gone through. Didn't get everyone you wanted. No need to fear. We have a few names of guys that are still available in almost every league that deserve a spot on fantasy rosters. First, we'll take a look at the five most added players in fantasy this week. Julian Edelman, Joyke Bell is a club he finally got hey. into, Adam Rank. Congratulations to Joyke Bell. Julius Thomas, Kellen Winslow.
5: I never thought I'd see that again. Kellen Winslow? yeah, K- no. K- As he's the most back. added in
1: fantasy. It's not 2007. Leonard Hankerson, number five. People may be wanting to cut bait on Pierre Garçon. But if you didn't get one of these guys, it's okay, because there's players available right now in 50% of more of NFL.com leagues. You can go grab right now, put in your
5: lineup for Sunday. Fabs, who's someone you're looking at you could pick up that you put in your lineup? I can't believe I'm saying this, but Phillip Rivers, uh, listen, he had four touchdowns in the in the opener against the Houston Texans. He's got a good matchup this week against the Philadelphia Eagles, who, oh, by the way, we like him in fantasy for their offense. We like him in fantasy for their defense, or lack thereof, as well. So if you need a quarterback this week, if you're not thrilled with your number one, Philip Rivers is available in a whole lot of NFL.com leagues. Is he someone that you think you can trust as the season goes on? No, this is not someone that I'm starting as a number one week in and week out matchup-based option. All right, for the first time ever, we're talking Eddie Royal
1: and fantasy value, and we like it. <laughs> I'm it's incredible. I'm going to one
2: better than Fabiano for the exact same reasons he was talking about. Eddie Royal, one week only. You can put him into your lineup because he is going to have what we like to call plenty of opportunities If the the Eagles continue at their pace, which we all believe that they will, the Chargers are going to win the time of possession battle. They're going to be on the field a lot. And Eddie Royal was targeted a ton on Monday night against the Houston Texans. You see right there him catching touchdowns. We never saw that before. Look, one more week, I'm going with it. Eddie Royal, if if you've got a guy like Roddy White who's injured, this is a good guy to pick up.
1: Yeah, and that's one thing about the Eagles offense because you're going to be on the field a lot. Your opponent, they have a lot more fantasy value than they did. If you're looking to break a tie between a player or not, if they're playing against Philadelphia, you know they're going to get a lot of time. there going to be a lot of points on the board. Their value increases a in big way. We love Chip yeah. Kelly and fantasy football.
4: <laughs> both ways. All right. Yep.
1: Now, you love Chip Kelly,
4: and you love Riley Cooper. I, I absolutely do. You talk about spending a lot of time on the field. Well, I tell you, when you're at the, running the, the offense at the rate that Chip Kelly's doing, 53 in this very first game, in the first half, I mean, that's a lot. So, I mean, I think against the San Diego Chargers, they're going to be on pace to run probably close to 100 plays. I really believe that they're going to go full throttle. Riley Cooper has to be in the mix as far as getting the ball. All the balls can't just go to Deshaun Jackson and LaShawn McCoy. Riley Cooper is a guy that you want to pick up and stash because I'm telling you, he's going to be very productive in this offense.
1: So right. if, if he doesn't week two, week three, because if you can't catch balls in this offense, yeah, you know
4: he didn't have a very good uh, you know game against in this very first week, but he was targeted a ton, which tells me that as they start to amp things up, Riley Cooper is going to get a lot of balls his way, and he'll catch it.
1: Now, Fams, is an NFC East wide receiver
5: you're pretty high on that you can go out and get right now. Yeah, Ruben Reynolds not not owned in a whole lot of leagues on NFL.com right now. Now, this is not someone you're going to pick up and start. This is someone you're going to pick up and, like Akbar said, you stash him on your roster. And why do you stash him on your Well, he's got a very good quarterback in Eli Manning and a number two wide receiver, Nakeem Nix, who tends to get injured. And if Nakeem Nix ever went down with another injury, Ruben Randall would be the hottest pickup on the waiver wire in fantasy football. A good player to pick up, stash, and see what happens. And don't
1: forget a starting running back who fumbles the football, which means that's more passes going the way Uh, of the wide receiver. All right, another wide receiver rank. You like Harry Douglas, who had a big week one.
2: Yeah, we're talking insurance here at this point. You're talking about injuries. The the Falcons have had a lot of injuries with Roddy White and Julio Jones. So... Harry Douglas is the next guy in line, and if he's available on your team or in your league, go ahead and pick him up. He had uh, four receptions last week with 93 yards, so he's putting up the production when he's in there. It's not a guy you want to trust. If Roddy White's going to play and he's going to start and he's practicing, then of course you move this guy to the bench. But it's almost a handcuff. We're used to handcuffing guys at the running back position. We don't do it a lot with receivers, but with Julio Jones and Roddy White both hurt. But I say you do a little handcuffing. And 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 not to mention
4: Matt Ryan, you look at that first game. They threw the ball seventy, almost seventy-five percent of the time. So those balls again, they have to go somewhere. Harry Douglas is going to be that guy. If it's not Tony Gonzalez, Harry Douglas is going to, and he beats his guys off coverage. The reason why Matt Ryan was targeting him a lot because he was beating his guys off the ball. All right, so that's what everybody does. You don't get your guys. You
1: see who's been waived, who's still available. You can still pick up players all the way until Sunday. Time now to give back again to America with some more fantasy genius questions. Want to ask us something yourself? Submit your question at NFL.com slash genius. Millions of people could see it, not just us. You could do so many great things at NFL.com fantasy genius. Here's one that came in. Talk about big game hunting. Should I trade Ray Rice? for Calvin Johnson. I already have Trent Richardson and Daryl Richardson. You can't get Tony Richardson to complete that. But (laughs)
2: if you have those two guys, right, can you make that trade? You can make that trade. I would rather have Ray Rice. I understand uh, the big name with with Calvin Johnson, but you probably drafted Ray Rice ahead of Calvin Johnson. I'm just assuming. I don't know what this kid did. But Ray Rice is the guy that I'd want. He's your first-round draft pick. And especially this week, he's got a great matchup going up against the Browns. He's had at least 80 scrimmage yards against the Browns each and every time he's played. He's scored a ton of touchdowns against them. Go with Ray Rice. I say,
4: I, I've got to go Calvin Johnson here. I mean, do you really mean to tell me that there's somebody on the Arizona Cardinals that could stop Calvin Johnson? The man is like 6'10". He towers above every, single, <laughs> <six-ten>. every <laughs> single defensive back out there, and he's a beast to stop. I mean, you know, what's intimidating when you line up against Calvin Johnson, you know you can't jam him at the line of scrimmage, you know you can't outrun him, so they can just throw the ball, and he's got major real estate when the ball's in the air. Matthew Stafford owes him. Of course, he had a bad do game last week. Do you
5: really want Daryl Richardson to be your too? Adam's yeah. right. I'd rather have Rice. Yeah, it's not like he said, oh, I already have Trent Richardson and C.J.
1: Spiller. It's I have Darrell Dar- Dar- Richardson gave you, you know, a very yeah, pedestrian number. To,
2: yeah, don't get yeah. too crazy.
1: Got to hold on to Ray Rice. Now, here's, here's an even tougher one from Fantasy Genius. Who should I bench,
5: Andrew Luck or RG3? Fabs? I love Andrew Luck, and I am saying bench RG3. I like RG3 this week, too. But if you have two quarterbacks like that, very similar value. I'm going with the guy who's on the home field and who plays extremely well on his home field, and that is Andrew Luck. And I'll give this, I'll give this questioner a, a, another little bit of advice. Trade one of these guys. There's no need to have two superstar quarterbacks on your roster. Make a trade. And improve a weaker part of your team. And I'll tell you why
4: so I like that pick too with Andrew Luck. Did you see him showing off his athleticism? Everybody looks at
2: Andrew Luck and think that Andrew Luck think that he's not an athletic quarterback. He's out, out there. We've been talking about this for two years now. We keep saying <laughs> over and over again Andrew Luck had the same combine measurables as Cam Newton. The guy can run with the football. He just does it judiciously. He doesn't do it all the time. This guy can score rushing touchdowns for you. That's why you keep a- not
4: the way you can- Birthday. Just because he runs this fast 40 time doesn't mean that he's always athletic. But Andrew Luck is athletic, and he can make things happen with his feet. He can see, uh oh, something broke down.
5: I'm going off. He for can it. move. It he's, rough, rough. he's like we Aaron Rodgers. He is so like much Aaron? like Aaron. But, but also, when, when it's that have.
1: close too between two guys, it's who do you have more confidence? You got because it, it's a it's a big question. Who do you have more confidence is going to make it from the beginning of the game to the end of the game? You're pretty sure Andrew Luck's going to
2: stay healthy. RG3, that's always a concern. It's true. It's a concern, but. RG3 is going to start getting more comfortable. This was a guy who did not play in the entire preseason, wasn't even practicing. He looked pretty good in that second half. He's going to keep building. If you have RG3, I understand in this particular situation, you know, you're talking about Luck or RG3. We prefer Andy Luck. But if you have RG3, if you're counting on him to be your number one guy, he'll be fine for you. All right, two guys who were disappointing week one. Should I trade MJD
1: for Torrey Smith, Akbar?
4: Oh boy. Well, you know how I feel about this. I, I say, yes, you do trade, uh, MJD for Tory Smith. I like Tory Smith because he is going to be the number one wide receiver there. MJD to me is just, I don't like the, the offensive line setup that he has there. I see them. He's, he looks a little hesitant getting out there. So MJD doesn't is not going to have the same type of production that we're used to MJD. And I know it's very hard to say and Swallow because people say you can't say that about MJD. He's Maurice John Drew. I know his name. I know his name. Cecil Shorts texting you saying, hey, you You can't say that? And that's the other thing. Cecil (laughs) Shorts is there, and I think they're going to rely on the passing a bit more. But seriously, Torrey Smith is going to be that number one guy, and Joe Flacco is going to get him the ball.
5: Here's what worries me, though. Look at the waiver wire right now. What do you got at running back? Nothing. You have to hold on to your running backs, especially a guy who could be a two. I like Torrey Smith, but there's more value in the running back. You can actually find a couple of good wide receivers on the waivers. Right now, running backs – it's like a barren wasteland on the waiver wire. But
4: what value do you have in a running back that has a big name but no production? There's no value. One there.
5: game. He had one bad game, bro. One game. That's Stick, it, man. Stick it, with saying. your
4: running backs. <laughs> Coming up
1: tomorrow, Giants fan Jerry Ferrara, also known as Turtle from Entourage, joins the show. Plus, Lions running back Reggie Bush stops by live as well. NFL Fantasy Live returns tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern on NFL.com, 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network.
3: Flash compatibility.